Hello, and thank you for logging on to a very calming episode of the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host, Connor, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about the pressures that you can face at an event, or even in a single match, and how you can overcome your nerves and make good gameplay decisions under stress. But first, a reminder that H Gaming's Australian Digi Champions qualifiers are happening this upcoming weekend, Saturday, May 1st. It's going to happen. If you haven't already signed up, the link to the sign up is going to be in the show notes for this episode. Make sure that you're signed up, ready to go, because all the information for that will be coming out hopefully very shortly. It's going to be a great time. H Gaming runs a great event, free to enter. And of course, the top four will be going to the International Digi Champions event, or at least receiving invitations. So really worthwhile checking that out because there are booster boxes as prizes for that event. So make sure if you're an Australian listener, you're signed up for that event Places are limited. There's only 19 or so spots left at the time of this recording, so make sure you check it out. And now it's time for our main topic. At my most recent Digimon Locals, a friend of the show, Mitch, had piloted his Shine Greymon deck on an undefeated streak through the day, And in the final round, he had already won the first game. So this is game two of the final round. The second game was very close. There was a lot of back and forth. But Mitch pulled ahead as the round timer was getting close to zero. Looking at the round timer, Mitch was panicking. And on one of his last turns before the timer ticked down to zero, he very carefully digivolved an optimum stack, set himself up, and then played a Digimon setting the memory gauge over and passing the turn. But in his panic, Mitch had been overthinking because his opponent had zero security and only one blocker while Mitch had two Digimon that could attack. So all Mitch had to do was attack with his two Digimon and he would win the game, but he got into his own head. And the extra turn that he gave his opponent gave them time to stabilize and ultimately that round ended in a draw and they came equal first because neither Mitch nor his opponent was able to close out the game in their final turns. And I got Mitch's permission to use this story as a jumping off point for this week's episode because I think that this is an important topic to cover. Our deck building is really important, obviously, but if you panic when you get to game day and you make mistakes, even the best built deck isn't going to stand a chance of winning. So, I set out this week to do some research on some strategies that we can all use to keep our composure when we're in stressful situations. And if we're able to stay calm, we can minimize our play mistakes and give ourselves the best chance of winning. First, we're going to talk about the effect that panic and anxiety can have on our gameplay. And then we'll go over some techniques that I've read about in my research for this episode for keeping calm when you're headed into that stressful third game. When things aren't going our way or when we're heading into a game or a round or an event that we really want to win, we can sometimes slip into a state of panic and anxiety. And this brings with it adrenaline. And when we have adrenaline going through our body, our emotions become heightened, our heart rate increases, and our ability to make logical decisions based on rational thought diminishes. We lose our 
unfettered access to that part of our brain. And this can happen to all of us from time to time, primarily because we care about this game so much. But it actually has a negative effect on our enjoyment of the game because not only is our ability to make logical decisions vital to playing our best game, this state of anxiety isn't a fun one to inhabit for extended periods of time. It can be really exhausting to be in this state all the time. But luckily, there are some strategies that we can employ and mitigate this situation. And we can start before we even sit down to play. So the following are some strategies that I've compiled from a number of different sources. And I'll link some of those in the show notes for you to peruse. And these strategies come from all over the place. They come from everywhere from top Magic the Gathering players to leading sports psychologists. So our first strategy is preparedness. When we know that we've done everything that we can to prepare for an event, that can help to mitigate our anxiety. So before any big event, preferably at least a day before, not the morning of it, fellow procrastinators, because if you're in a rush on the day, you're not going to be feeling prepared. But before the event, make sure that you have sufficiently prepared. So ensure that all of your game pieces are ready to go. Make sure you have your cards, your playmat, your dice, your memory gauge, whatever it is that you need to play. Check your deck one last time. Make sure you know the cards that you're playing with. And if you find it helpful, which I do, draw a few practice hands and walk yourself through how you would play them. So that when those hands come up during the game, you already know what you're going to do and you'll be ready for those situations on the day. These are all small things and it shouldn't take you too much time, but when you get to game day, you're going to thank yourself for all that work because you'll arrive feeling prepared. When you can just pick up your game bag and go, it's a huge weight off your mind and you're arriving at your event already ahead because you're feeling calm and you're feeling ready. Our next strategy is distraction. And this might seem counterintuitive at first, but bear with me. Because when I talk about distraction, I'm referring to the time immediately before and between your games, not during your game. It can seem like a good idea to spend your morning watching Digimon strategy YouTube videos or listening to your favorite Digimon podcast with the charming Australian host. But spending too much time on game day in that mental zone where you're thinking deeply about the game can actually be a detriment because your mind needs downtime. It needs to relax and process so that when it needs to really work, when you're in that intense tiebreaker game, for instance, it's not already exhausted from constantly thinking about the game. That's not to say that you should completely zone out either, but if you find that you're overthinking during your games or you're like getting inside your own head too much, try taking a little mental downtime between rounds. Find a quiet space, listen to some music, whatever it is, to let yourself relax before your next game. The next strategy is one that I'm trying to employ, and it's leaving your goals at the door. It's good to have goals, and we all have them. It might be go undefeated in this tournament. It might be assemble this neat combo or make the top cut. Whatever it is, goals give us something to work towards and achieving those goals can feel incredibly rewarding. But when it comes to game time, focusing on those goals is actually a hindrance because if you're always thinking about those specific outcomes, always thinking about I need to win this round because otherwise I won't achieve my goal, I need to win this game, I need to draw this card 
you'll be looking over your own shoulder the whole game and you're going to be too nervous to play at your best and that actually ruins your chances of reaching those goals. I know when I I find that most of the time when I drop, when I make simple mistakes, it's because I'm getting too into my own head about I really want to do well in this tournament. I really want to win this tournament. And that's fine to have as a goal, but when you're sitting down to play the actual game, if you're too focused on I've got to win the whole tournament, you're going to lose that game, almost always. If you really want to play at your best, then when you sit down to shuffle up, you need to put those goals to one side and just focus on the game that is in front of you, which leads us to strategy number four, which is stay in the now. If you let your mind wander away during the game to your next opponent or next week's event or the last time you played against this deck archetype, your gameplay is going to suffer. The most important moment is the moment that you're in because it's the only moment you can actually affect. You need to get through this round before you worry about the upcoming round. You can't go back and fix the play mistakes that you made against this opponent the last time the two of you played but you can avoid those mistakes in the present. And I would say that this advice even extends to keeping your mind on the turn you're in in the specific game you're playing. Now, we all have this mental image of a grand games master who's plotting two, three turns ahead. But in a game like Digimon, there's just too much hidden information for that to really be a feasible way to play for most of us. One lucky draw can totally change what your best line of play is, and if you stay focused on the here and now, you can stay loose and able to adapt to those surprises rather than getting stuck on a line of play that isn't actually your best, but you already decided on it two turns ago and you're too stuck on it to think of anything else. Now this is a skill that we all need to practice and exercise, okay, especially in a modern world full of distractions. It's something we all need to work on. And it's okay to find your mind wandering because we need that practice. The trick is when you find your mind wandering, bringing it back. My suggestion, if you find that you're thinking too deeply about something other than the present moment right now, is acknowledge it. Think to yourself, I'm thinking about X when I should be focused on the now. And then count security cards. That's always a relevant number and relevant information that we should be keeping track of anyway. And then it gives you something that's right in front of you that you can do now that will bring your focus back to what's actually in front of you in the game. Strategy five, pace your play. Often when we get stressed or we get excited, we can begin to rush ourselves. When we're trying to move too quickly, it can cause us to make mistakes that otherwise we wouldn't make. And what I really like, what I've found useful, Uh, My friend Mitch, when he finds himself overthinking at the start of his turn, and I've seen this, it's usually before he crushes me, uh, he always snaps himself out of it by reminding himself, take one things at a time, and then talks himself through the steps of his turn. It can feel like we need to rush in Digimon, because the main phase of our game is so broad and we can take our actions in almost any order that we choose, but there are still steps to take in a turn, and if you find yourself moving too quickly, if that's a problem for you, It may help to stop and just talk yourself through the steps in your head or out loud. First, unsuspend, then draw a card, then hatch or promote, then main phase. Taking the time to talk through these steps rather than rushing through them to get to your main phase and do the cool thing you've been planning can help you to keep calm and focused and it can help you keep from making obvious mistakes. 
If you're someone who always forgets to hatch a digi-egg when you should, this strategy is for you. And our next strategy comes straight from the world of sports psychology. Now, successful athletes are able to trust in themselves and their training, and this extends to their mindset during a game. Rather than seeing elements of the game as insurmountable obstacles, a powerful opponent, or a huge score deficit, successful athletes are able to view these as challenges to overcome, that they are fully capable of conquering. And you can do this too. You have carefully built your deck. You've built it with great thought. You've planned it out. You've planned out your strategy. And there are always going to be outs to a situation. When you start to see things as challenges that you are fully capable of overcoming, that actually becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. It helps you keep focused. It helps you keep calm rather than panicking about your opponent's board state or digivolution stack. So remember, these are challenges, not obstacles and you can overcome them. And our final strategy that we're going to talk about is both the simplest and, in my opinion, the most effective. Have fun. Remember that Digimon is a game, and although we do play games to challenge ourselves and learn things, right, we mostly play them for fun, and you should be having fun. Top athletes, top card game players, They get to that position out of a love for the game. It's that love and that sense of fun that keep us coming back week after week, that keep us practicing, that keep us learning. And in the heat of the game, remembering to take a small step back and have fun can do us a world of good. We stop stressing. We stay in the present moment because we're enjoying it. And we can focus on playing the game to the best of our ability rather than focusing on winning events or prizes or percentages or whatever it is. If you're not having fun, you're going to eventually burn out. So if you want to get the best out of your deck and yourself, remember to enjoy what you're doing. Now, I hope that these strategies are useful to you. This episode really comes from the heart because panic and anxiety are things that I struggle with all the time. And Digimon's no exception. I struggle with them in Digimon 2. Anything I can do to help alleviate that in others is a huge win in my book. And I hope these strategies help you not only to make better play decisions and stay calm and focused during your games, although I hope that they do, I also help, hope that they help you to remember to enjoy yourself and not stress so much over your outcomes and percentages. And I'm going to try to do the same. Alrighty, you guys have heard enough from me. Now I would like to hear from you. This week, our listener question of the week is... How do you keep your cool during a stressful match? You can either tweet your answers at me on Twitter, at ConnorEFMG, or you can post them in the Memory Gauge podcast Facebook group, and you could receive a shout-out at the top of next week's episode. So if you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, tweet me at ConnorEFMG, or email me at MemoryGagePodcast at gmail.com, or join our Facebook group. I am always happy to hear from you, listeners. New episodes come out each week, so make sure you're following the Memory Gauge podcast on your podcast service of choice so you can stay up to date. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Memory Gauge, logging out.